it's all around us in our daily lives. It can lift us up, calm us down, create memories, remind us it's powerful. On this podcast, the impact of the COVID pandemic on professional musicians and what they need to survive during this time of crisis. For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. In New York City, the music industry supports nearly 60,000 jobs and accounts for roughly $5 billion in wages with an economic impact of $21 billion. Today, the industry is in crisis. The lives of performing artists have been upended by the COVID pandemic. When the arts industry was quickly shut down, it led to mass unemployment. And it's an industry that's expected to be among the last to reopen. Joining me on the podcast to talk about what he's described as the potential for a great cultural depression unless something's done, is Adam Krauthammer, president of Local 802 of the American Federation of Musicians. Adam, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So you're a musician yourself? I am. I play the French horn. Um, I uh, had a very active professional career in New York City, playing everything from Broadway to filling in at the major orchestras uh, and, and elsewhere. Um, and I grew up in New York, Was had the great pleasure to study with Jerome Ashby from the New York Philharmonic and went to the Curtis Institute of Music in Yale and moved back to New York and have been here ever since. But as you know, um, when I became president of Local 802, uh, we have a bylaw that requires that I stop performing on the contracts that I negotiate. So I still play. Mm -hmm. I miss it a lot. I will always be a professional musician, but now I am a a union president. Okay. And you represent in that role thousands of professional musicians. Can you tell me a little bit about who your members are? Sure. And we represent over 7,000 musicians across New York. Um, And we have some of the greatest musicians in the world. Um, And that could range from our musicians at Lincoln Center that play in the Metropolitan Opera, the New York Philharmonic, New York City Ballet, American Ballet Theater, and mostly Mozart, to all of Broadway, which is generally somewhere between 20 to 25 different shows. Um, to the musicians at the Apollo, jazz at Lincoln Center, uh, the Village Vanguard uh, house band, down to small cultural events that happen in your local neighborhood, the Westchester Philharmonic, and and the likes of which um, people go to see in their neighborhood all the time. So talk a little bit about, you know, all of a sudden last spring, all of that stopped. All the performing stopped. Entertainment stopped. Everything was shut down. How have your members been impacted by all of that? Now, we're going on a year now. Yeah, it's it's been a sobering couple weeks knowing up that we're coming on one year into this pandemic. And one of the important things to understand about the entertainment sector um, is that a majority of it is live entertainment and a, lar- a large portion of the musicians I represent play live performances and those have been mandated to be shut down um, going on a year now. We have a little bit of media and recording work, late night bands happening, but the reality is 95% of my members have been out of work for a year 
and most likely will continue to be out of work for a number of months until the arts economy is really uh, reopened. And so when you're out of work, that also means, you know, your benefits like health insurance, right? All of a sudden they don't have health insurance. Is that what's happening? So a large majority of our musicians um, overnight when things stopped in early March last year found themselves without wages or benefits. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate that we're in an industry that uh, a lot of healthcare is tied to employer contributions, and it's really exposed the problems that exist with those type of plans and with no employer contributions coming in because of the lack of work. Many of our members have unfortunately lost access to union healthcare coverage. We've um, tried to mitigate the problem by uh, working with the Actors Fund here in New York to come up with a program called Every Artist Insured, which helps people navigate the marketplace. Um, we've also launched a number of fundraising efforts, including our current one called Save NYC Musicians, which helps musicians who um, need to apply for emergency relief and also relief to pay for healthcare bills. Um, and some of that um, fundraising will also go to the health funds to try and help out their bottom line just to try and survive this pandemic. As I said, there's no employer contributions coming in. So what do your members need right now? I mean, other than to get back to work and to start getting wages, what um, what else do they need uh, as far as when you're talking about um, health insurance? Sure. So the problems become vast because of the amount of time we're out of work. People had originally thought a couple months. Now we're talking about a year, potentially 18 months with no access to the job market. So my members need more than just, frankly, enhanced unemployment and some, some small level aid packages, we need a large arts bailout. We need to understand that in order for artists to survive over this 18 month period, we need some understanding that even when we go back to work, people will still need to be helped out um, to get back on their feet. And there's ways that we've proposed of doing that, whether it's a, a COVID relief um, tax that's put on tickets or other ways, there needs to be money directed to the individual artists who create the arts economy, which you aptly pointed out, which is a billion dollar business for New York um, year in and year out. We need some specific things in the interim, which um, we work hand in hand with Senator Schumer's office. Um, to make sure we're on top of, and they've been exceptional about fighting for these things. Uh, enhanced unemployment was important, mm -hmm. not just for my members who work on W-2s, but for independent contractors as well, who too often are overlooked and work in the gig economy, which is ever expanding in this country. Um, Senator Schumer made sure both groups of people were covered. And we need that enhanced unemployment to continue in this upcoming COVID-19 package. We've worked with the Senator um, discussing the importance of COBRA subsidies, and we're pursuing that both at the federal level and the state level here in New York. It's a top priority. Many people, as we said, are 
being knocked off of their healthcare plans. Cobra is very expensive, especially um, at a time where my members don't have access to a job market because it's mandated to be closed. So uh, uh, a high 100% Cobra subsidy um, from the federal government, a 100% Cobra subsidy from the state are things that are crucial to my members um, really surviving this time. And to put a point on that, we will eventually be getting back to work. And the worst possible case scenario we could have is members who have lost their health care coverage going back into the workplace without any coverage. I think everybody understands the real need to make sure that we get these COBRA subsidies. Another crucial issue we've worked closely with the senator on is pension relief. Pension, our AFM pension fund, unfortunately, um, is in critical and declining status. And we've pursued legislation for years. It looks like there's a possibility in this upcoming COVID package that we could have some relief there. This coupled with everything else musicians are facing is a must. It's something we really, really need. And as I said, in the bigger picture, we're looking for two things, both at the federal level and at the state level. We need job creation and we need an opening of the arts economy. Right now, musicians can be working, but there simply isn't the, the jobs um, for them to fill because our conventional jobs for live performance with large audience aren't available to us. So I've proposed that the state and the federal government look at um, a few things. One would be the opportunity to live stream performances without audiences from cultural institutions like museums or your local library in community-based programming all across New York State, let alone the country. That's one easy thing we could do. Another thing that we could do is as the economy slowly reopens, the service sector is the sector that's been dramatically affected. Right. It's, it's really the hospitality industry, the entertainment industry, tourism industry. And you're starting to see hospitality open up, but we need people to come back in. And I proposed a plan for a live music initiative where restaurants, hotels, cultural institutions can apply for funding to hire live entertainment, live musicians, singers, actors, which will be a partnership to bring people into those uh, those restaurants, bars, uh, hotels, cultural institutions where we really need it. And that serves two purposes. It creates jobs where there isn't jobs right now for artists and entertainers in a safe way. And it helps stimulate uh, a part of that service sector and hospitality sector that is a close partner of ours. So that's that's one set of programs. And then the other side of that, as I said, is an acknowledgement that there needs to be an industry-wide um, recovery here for actual artists. So aid needs to flow from the federal and state government in some way to artists to make sure that they survive this time, have what they need, be able to buy their groceries, pay their rent, and get to um, when the arts economy reopens so that we don't reopen a billion dollar 
economy expecting all of that money and not have artists available to do the performing. You know, I, I saw you got a lot of great ideas. I saw the state controller. He came out with a report um, just earlier this week that said New York City's arts and recreation employment is down by 66 percent. And your members are included in that. And um, the Comptroller DiNapoli, he pointed out that it's going to take significant government assistance to recover. So, you know, people, I think, are out there at least recognizing that. And I, you know, are you hopeful too? Because we kind of saw this with the restaurant industry. I think you had that tipped wage um, or the tip challenge going on, and you know, people ordering more food for takeout to kind of support that. Are you hopeful that that you will get that support from the public um, once we do get to that point of reopening? That people will feel confident enough and safe enough to come out and support the arts. I am. Let me go back to. Um, Controller Dinapoli's report, mm-hmm. which it was needed and appreciated. The analysis on our industry and what has happened is critically important. And one of the main points that we need to stay focused on is we're a year in and things continue, unfortunately, to get worse because we don't have access to the job market. So he rightly pointed out that a recovery is going to take quite a while and we need some some form of aid to come in. And I will say the numbers are staggering in the report, even the 67%. But as I said to you at the top, 95% of my members have been without work wow. since the first week of March in 2020. So as it relates to your second question, public support, I'm a professional musician. I'm in the arts because of what the arts is is capable of doing for people. Uh, I believe in this deeply that the arts is is connected to society in a special way, that society is built on arts and culture. It's it's not built on... (laughs) you you know, hedge funds. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have been around for a long time for a reason. People, uh, you know, go to see things in museums. Uh, They go to concerts to see what the latest music is like. Um, And now more than ever, because of what's happened with the pandemic, the public needs the arts. It's a respite for everybody who's been under incredible pressure and stress due to this pandemic. And I know that the public support will be there. Um, We've seen an outpouring of public support um, throughout the pandemic for the arts. What we haven't seen is that translate into donations from large donors and people who are capable of, you know, private interests mm-hmm. of really saving um, arts workers. What we've seen in some cases, unfortunately, is um, just incredibly kind and generous donations going to institutions themselves and venues, and none of that money gets to the actual arts workers or performers who work in those places. They're the ones that are actually suffering right now. So I know that the public support is out there. I know that the donor support is out there. I'd like to say to those very generous donors and public supporters that we're not going anywhere, but we need your help. And when you donate, make sure that whatever organization you're donating to 
gets those funds in some way to the musicians, the arts workers, the stagehands, the crew, the artisans that do all the, you know, create the work that you really want to see. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to be there when things reopen, but we really need help. And, you know, we want to help you with that, too, and we'll let people know um, about your emergency relief fund. And, and you make a really good point, not to the facilities and the institutions, but really that's going to go right to the people who need it. And it must be, um, I'm sure there's some, some difficult stories, but have you had a lot of members who have had to rely on that fund? We have. Obviously, there was an extraordinary uptick um, and need for emergency relief. That's why we've gone out and done multiple fundraising campaigns to bring in more money. We have an exceptional partnership with the Actors Fund led by Joe Benacasa. Um, and we're doing whatever we can to help our professional musicians in New York and our members. It's a really tough time. But remember, this is this is emergency aid to to try and just get people from one place to the next and 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 we're barely getting by what we really need is a focus on understanding that the arts provides value to society and our community and if we want it to exist the people who do work in the arts professionally the dressers the makeup artists the musicians uh the choreographers it is a career of sacrifice it is, you know, I, I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. Um, it, you know, that's once in a generation for a professional musician. Mm. Um, a, a majority of professional musicians and artists uh, live on the fringes mm -hmm. and just get by in normal times. And now we're in a pandemic. So I implore everybody to think about just their neighbor next door who plays in a Broadway pit their friend who plays in the local symphony, um, you know, in Queens, their uh, kid's music teacher who is teaching virtually right now. Mm -hmm. um, all of these people are put, we're in an unprecedented crisis. And I know that said over and over and over about this, specifically for arts workers this has the potential to spiral for us into what what I've called a, a great cultural depression. But, you know, we need our allies like the AFL-CIO, uh, our allies uh, who are exceptional donors, the federal government, the state government, the city government to step up and acknowledge what we do, that we're a core part of society and that they they want to support it. And I believe that if there is an emphasis put on that through leadership and we have leaders like Senator Schumer saying that um, all the time, um, we we will get that message through. All right. And, um, I, you know, you mentioned that with a great cultural depression. I mean, that's the whole point of wanting to do this podcast, too. That's absolutely something we want to avoid. And you know, anything we can do to help, um, we're certainly going to do that. I know you, you speak to Mario on a pretty regular basis, and um, you know that you have the entire uh, New York State AFL-CIO um, behind you. I just had one uh, final question. So what are you hearing or what are you thinking of when the this your industry, your members, will be able to be back to work? I mean, things are starting to reopen. What do you see? What time frame do you think? 
Well, I think this is the most complicated question, right? Everybody asks, when when can we go back? When exactly is it going to happen? And it always shifts based on public health. And I want to make abundantly clear, nobody is more careful about health and safety than unions. It's It's <laughs> one of our core principles to make sure that our members, our audiences are protected at all times. So I think the question, albeit a hard one, is we need to show a proof of concept and scale up, but we need to get back to work immediately in the ways that I, I've stated we could do very, very safely. Um, but there's there's programs out there. So the state has rolled out these pop-ups. Um, they are under a union contract. This is a, a place where we could look for a proof of concept and build on it. It's not enough. It's a start. It's highlighting the arts. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. But what we really need is some momentum to keep building the audience, keep getting them more comfortable, show them that we could do this safely over and over again, and really start finding those types of jobs. Like I said, the partnership between hospitality and entertainment and finding ways to create jobs. And then for the bigger economy as a whole, once that gets ramped up and there's a proof of concept and we get into, I would say, uh, you know, closer to the summer months where more and more people are vaccinated, it's the time to start opening up major parts of the arts economy and allowing New Yorkers to get back to the arts and entertainment they love and frankly need. And uh, I think we'll be able to do it. I think we'll be able to do it safely. Um, uh, and I'm excited about it. But I want, there is always a word of caution. It has to be done in partnership with the actual professionals mm -hmm. and the unions that represent them. That is the safest way we could get this reopened. And also, that's the best way we can make sure that the focus stays on the musicians, the professional artists, the stagehands, uh, all of us who who create the the work that people want to go and see to make sure that we survive between now and then. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great reopening as long as the focus stays um, on helping those artists, because it's it really is going to be critical if we're not just going to have a reopening and a recovery for some people that lasts for a certain amount of time, we want the arts to go back to what it was pre pandemic. And there's no reason we can't get there unless we overlook the real needs of artists right now during the pandemic. And I believe that people will step up to do that. Well, well said. Adam Krauthammer, president of Local 802, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Joining me now on the podcast is our digital director and the editor of the podcast, Kevin Einsman. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Darcy. 
At the top of the show, you heard some great music. That's from the Save New York City Musicians campaign that Adam touched on. And we will have that um, that website available right in our show notes, and it's going to be on our website as well. So that is one way that folks can go in and, and help out these professional musicians who have been out of work for so long now that any donation there goes right into the 802 Emergency Relief Fund and right to the people who need it um, most. Right. You said a lot, a lot of the money being raised wasn't going directly to musicians. So it's right. great that they put together something that, that really helps the folks that need it the most. And I've looked there at their website. They have a whole application process and, you know, the musicians know about it. His members know about it. So it is going to go right to them. So mm-hmm. the other thing that we can help as the um, New York State AFL-CIO and, and all our affiliates is with the COBRA subsidies and that campaign. Can you talk about that a little bit? Right. So right now, uh, the existing subsidy uh, would end in July, uh, and that was created to help subsidize insurance for those um, in the entertainment industry who were without work to be able to maintain health care. Middle of a pandemic, the last thing we want is for people to be losing their health care, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a letter right now that you can send to uh, legislators and the governor uh, asking them to not only uh, extend the the COBRA subsidy package for entertainment workers, but also uh, make sure that they're funding the program right now because we're in the middle of budget season. Uh, so you can go right to our website and uh, take action to, to save the COBRA subsidies for our entertainment workers. That's another important um, thing that we'll need, you know, as everybody gets back on their feet uh, to make sure that they can maintain their health care. All right. Very good. We want to remind people, too, to download um, our Union Strong app because you're always putting those things right out in the app and um, you can get a notification right away and stay on top of this stuff to be able to help. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Darcy. Thanks for listening to the Union Strong podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe and give us a rating. This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary treasurer is Terry Melvin. We're a federation of 3,000 unions representing 2.5 million union members, retirees, and their families with one goal, to raise the standard of living and quality of life of all working people. We keep New York State Union strong by fighting for better wages, better benefits, and better working conditions. For more information on the labor movement in New York, visit nysaflcio.org. Until next time, stay union and stay strong.